Hey, I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for purchasing this product. I know that it's going to bless your life. God has given me a word specifically for you. I want you to know if you apply what I'm teaching, it is going to revolutionize every aspect of what you're dealing with, going through, or facing in your life. I want to say again, thank you so much. Go with me right now into this teaching. It's going to bless your life. This dream, I've been all over the country preaching it in one year from London to Birmingham. Alabama, preaching this word of God. Thank y'all for letting me go. Come on, you can clap, you can clap. Thank you. Well, I had to suffer for this book. I had to suffer for it. And I'm standing here wondering, I say, Lord, I preached it everywhere. And God is, every church that I go in, I ask for a specific word for the church regarding where they are. And every time God gives me a word, and the word for this church as the evangelist today, the Lord spoke to me and told me to tell you, I'm not done. I don't know what that means to you, but if it means anything to you, you ought to give God praise. He says, I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. I serve a God that's got enough power to do more in the last few weeks than he's done all year. How many people know what I'm talking about? I'm telling you, one of our people said, pray for me, I got a contract, almost, almost half a million dollars a year contract. How many of you know, we've been praying all year that something would happen. Well, guess what? Last week, it came through. Somebody else been praying for a house, working on it, going through. Y'all know how underwriters are. They're like from the devil sometimes. If you're an underwriter, it's not you that I'm talking about. <laughs> you know how it is sometimes when you, you got to go through hoops and you got to do this and it stress you out. Anybody ever bought a property? Anybody bought a home? You know what I'm talking about? You're supposed to close on the 2nd and you close on the 15th. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I mean. But it happened. And so, yeah, here we go. So, I grew up in church and I didn't like it. I didn't want to be saved. I thought being saved was for weirdos. I knew I couldn't go to heaven because I was too wild. I was like, there's no way in the world I'm going to go to heaven because I'm a wild boy. I just like doing anything. You know, if I get excited about it, I can just do it, you know. I always want to push the envelope. So I was like, there's no way I can get saved. One day I go to a church, and I go to this revival because my uncle, he always had the hottest revivals at church, you know. And I was about 18 and a half, and I went to this church, and I was like, they're going to be lifting their hands at church. But when church over, I'm going to be lifting their legs. Man, I was terrible. It's 9 o'clock. Some of y'all are so conservative. You're like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> First time people, what kind of church is this? <laughs> the worship was good, and he said lifting legs. Yes. I was a preacher's son, and I didn't want to be safe. I used to be at the club, and they used to make me sick. I used to be at the club with y'all. <laughs> and I used to be like, yo, daddy, you're a preacher. I used to be like, I'm not. <laughs> I didn't like church because I used to see those people praying all the time. And those old church mothers with the white gloves, you know what I'm talking about? God bless their soul. I'm talking about the kind of ushers. They're not ushers. They're, we see they're connection team people now. But when I came up in the church, they was ursus, ursus. Not ushers, ushers with the, they had a peppermint, you know what I'm talking about? The hard kind with the cheap plastic. And they would do football moves. Huh! You know, our mothers at the church knew Kung Fu. They had white gloves. Don't you talk while the preacher preaching that hit you in your throat. 
Don't you walk in the offer time now. You know? And I just said I didn't want to go to church. I didn't want to be saved, and I didn't like the fact that my daddy was a preacher. And I felt pressure. I felt a lot of pressure about being perfect, and my pressure to be perfect made me more wild. And then one day I go to that church to lift legs. But how many of you know when God has a purpose for you? You can run all you want to run. But I went to church that day to lift legs, and I ended up lifting my hands and got saved. Yeah. And so a few, a few, about a year and a half later, my father came to me and said, I want you to be my youth pastor. And I didn't know what being a youth pastor was. So I was his youth pastor, and for eight years, we had one of the hottest churches in the world. Our youth ministry was called Club VFL. It was awesome. It was one of the best movements I ever experienced in my life. All the cool stuff we get to do in church now, they used to give us grief for it. They used to be like, I remember I, I had a guy used to work out, with, work out with me, right? He said, I saw you on TV. I said, yeah. He said, I saw all those young people you had in that church jumping around. I said, yeah. He said, you ought to be shamed for what you're doing with them young people. So here he is, hurt my feelings because he told me I was wrong because I was telling them what does it look like to be saved. You don't have to have a suit on to be saved. What does a preacher look like? What does salvation look like? Just because I don't look like you don't mean that I don't have God in me. And so the youth ministry blew up. And then one day, Christina and I, man, God called me to start a church. I'll never forget it. I was, in the, I was standing on purple carpet in my daddy's church, and this young girl had got displaced. Are y'all with me? She had got displaced from her family. She ran away, and some girls in, a, in, a, in a, some kind of girl gang end up abusing her, and she ran away from them, and she met this guy, and this guy she thought was going to be her knight in shining armor, and you know what he did, right? He put her in the house and padlocked the house and held her hostage for like a month. She escaped from the house, pregnant, three STDs. I didn't even know you can get more than one at a time. And came to the youth group, we preached to her, we loved her, we changed her life, we got her with her family, we cleaned her up, we prayed them bad spirits off of her, and she changed her life. And in that moment, God said, it's time for you to start a church, and I want you to call your church Oasis. Your church is going to be a place of refreshing, a place of restoration. Your church is going to be a place of hope in the middle of a desert place in people's life. He said, start your church, call it Oasis. It's going to be a watering place for people to come and be refreshed and be healed. And I said, God, I'm going to start the church. But I was bankrupt when I started our church. I was broke. We was bankrupt, me and Christina. And some of y'all, you've been rich so long, you don't know what it's like to count coins. See, look at y'all. You don't know. We used to count coins, y'all. I was like, listen, I, they had this thing at Kroger's called Coinstar. I used to put all my change in it and hit the button, and it's like a slot machine. We got $20. Oh, we got $30. We got $35. I can take Christine and the girls out to get some food. How can God call you to do something and you're not qualified to do it and you don't have the money to do it? But what I'm trying to tell you is when God's hand is on your life, touch your neighbor and tell them God's hand is on your life. Come on, touch him again and tell him his hand is on your life and God is not done yet. Come on, you ain't talking with me. Tell him God is not done with you yet. You don't have to qualify. God qualifies you. He's justified you. He's called you. And so we started Oasis Church and we were broke and in bankruptcy and I'll never forget listening to the man repo my car. You didn't even know it. I couldn't even tell the church when I started. 
until years later. I remember him coming to my house at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, banging on the door, repouring my car. I remember leaving my house, living with my brother, preaching in the back of a high school. You better hear me. Called Hiram High School. They didn't even let us get in the, the real cafeteria. We was in a little trailer in the freshman cafeteria. But when God gives you a dream, I'm preaching about somebody in this room right now that God has purpose for you. When God gives you a dream, he can make the dream come to pass, and you don't have to have all the money. You don't have to know everything. Everything don't have to be right in your life. Everything don't have to be perfect in your life. But if you can hold on to your faith, and you can start dreaming again, and you can start believing again, God will begin to change your whole life. So all of a sudden, we went from being broke to doing great. The church blew up. Some of you know what I'm talking about. The church just blew up. We became a mega church, reality TV, all of this stuff. And then here we go. I went through a depression. I didn't even know I was depressed, man, until I came out. I didn't, know, I didn't even know about I was depressed until I came out. Y'all still with me? I didn't even know. See, this is the part I wonder. I preach this all over the country, and when I preach it, people are crying, but I wonder, can I say it to my own church? I remember coming down 278, seeing the Kroger with thousands of people, hundreds of people coming to this church. The church is packed out, and I'm depressed. I'm crying tears, and I'm saying, God, if you can just use me for the 9 o'clock service, I'll just give you the glory. God, if you can just use me for the 9 o'clock, and God will use me, and then I would tell my deacons to get out of the office, I say, y'all get out for a minute. They would say stuff like, Pastor, are you okay? And I would lie and say, yeah, I'm good. But as soon as they shut the door, I lock it, turn the light off, and break down and cry because I was depressed. For the first time in my life, see, I, did, I thought being depressed were for weak people. Wish I had somebody here. Y'all going to make me work hard. I thought being depressed, this is how ignorant I was, Oni, I thought being depressed was for weak men. I used to think only a weak man can be depressed, but here I am for the first time in my life wondering how to get out of the bed. How many people know what I'm talking about? And see, when, when, when you go through something tough like this in your life, money can't fix it. Touch your neighbor and tell them money can't fix it, status can't fix it, come on, accolades can't fix it, only a God. So here I am, I remember staying in the bed until Christina left the house, acting asleep because I couldn't get up. I remember grabbing my right leg, making it get out of the bed. I remember just wanting to be in my room, wanting the shades to close because I was so depressed. I don't know if anybody ever felt like that in, in your life. And I got to tell you something. God will shift your life. Has anybody in the building ever felt like I should be further along than I am right now? Is there anybody in the building right now, anybody watching that's ever been at a place in your life that says, who am I now? Listen, it's not about my money. It's not about my house. It's not about my name and where I'm from. But who am I now? What is God has? What does he has next for me? And because you don't know it yet, you're frustrated. For the first time in my life, see, I got issues, y'all, I do, but I've never been a jealous person. But the first time in my life, I was jealous because I was preaching depressed. You ain't hearing me and watching you get blessed. You ain't understanding me. And I used to wish I could trade places. And then God asked me one question. He asked me one question. He st I started writing about it. He asked me one question. He says, Anthony, what happened to your dreams? It changed my whole life. He says, what happened to the dream that I put in your heart? See, this is what started answering the questions. And I know every preacher, listen to me, y'all. Some of you, you're judging me, but I wonder, should I tell you this? And I'm going to tell you this for you. 
He asked me a question. He says, what happened to your dream? I said, God, I was depressed. Now, now when I came out of it, I said, God, I know every preacher. I said, why didn't anybody see me? Has anybody ever been in a place in your life where people giving you accolades and people thinking everything is good and don't nobody see you? I said, does anybody see me? I know every prophet, but they don't see me. You're telling me how good I'm doing. You're telling me how good my church is doing. You're telling me how cute I look. But does anybody see me? Does anybody see that I'm hurt? Does anybody see that I'm confused? Does anybody see that I want to give up and quit? Does anybody see me? I said, God, why didn't you let them see me? He says, Anthony, it was not the devil that depressed you. It was me. It was me. He says, I let them do it. I let them beat you down. I let them put you in that cage because what I'm going to do in your life is going to be so great. Next, you're not going to give anybody the glory but me. I'm out of it now, and I'm here to tell you, if you're in a dark and a tough place, I want you to know God is not done with you. Sometimes it is not the devil, but it is God. When God brings you out of wherever you are, you're going to be bigger. You're going to be better. You're going to... I said, God, I said, God, why did you allow me to go through it? He says, I did it because of the next season that I'm going to take you in because of Anthony that I was. That Anthony couldn't handle this level. I wish I had somebody to know what I'm talking about. You're looking at me thinking I'm preaching about me, but I'm just trying to testify to preach about you. The you that you wore before whatever you went through couldn't handle the person and the situation God's about to take you through next. God's about to bless you at a level that's going to blow your mind. God is about to do some things in your life in this season that's about to blow your mind. There are some of you listening to me right now. Before 2017 is over, you're going to be shocked that God is going to do what he's done in your life in a short period of time. If you believe it, I dare you to test somebody real quick and tell them he's talking about me. Come on, look at another person tell them he's talking about me. God is not done with me yet. He is not through with you yet. He is not over for you yet. Notice that Jesus came to a bunch of people who were breathing and said, I came that you may have life and life more abundantly. That's what Jesus said. You know what that let me know? That you can have an existence. So you're starting to work now. Some of y'all see it. It's starting to work. It's starting to work. I feel it. I feel it shifting in the atmosphere. I feel somebody about to get free right now. And some of you, the spirit that's been trying to choke you out, I command it right now to let your mind go. I command it right now to let your spirit go. I command it right now to let your emotions go. You are who God called you to be. You can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. And I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you've gone through. God, when he gets ready to bring you out, he will bring you out. The same God that will take you through, he is a God that will bring you out. Yeah, so he asked me this one question I want to ask you. He says, Anthony, what happened to your dream? Why are you living? Why are you existing? I want to ask you a question. What happened to your dream? Are you existing or are you living? 
I, I just want to ask you a question. Are you working a job you hate anyway? Are you in a relationship that you don't like anyway? Are you just existing? Are you trying to hold on to a house that you don't want no way? Come on. Are you trying to hold on to a friend that you don't need in your life anyway? Are you trying to hold on to a position that's over for you anyway? Are you trying to be something that somebody else called you to be? Or are you being the woman and the man that God called you to be? I want you to understand that in this season, God is not backing imposters. He is backing authentic people that's going to believe in what he's called you to be and what he's called you to do. And sometimes God will suppress you to get you back on purpose. Biggie said, it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up Magazine. Biggie said, it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up Magazine. See, God will begin to inspire you. And what God will begin to reveal new things to you through adversity and through a dream. That's why many of you, no matter how upset you get or how aggravated you get, you still find yourself believing. You still find yourself being excited about something that you couldn't be excited about for. Let me tell you why people quit dreaming. Number one is trauma. I wrote about it in my book. What did you do? What did you do to make you quit dreaming? Trauma. Y'all better let me work. Some of y'all blinking like you sleepy. You better come on in out the rain because things about to shift for you, I'm trying to tell you. Trauma, what did you do? What was done to you? Some of us, we're still struggling to believe God for greater because of what happened when we were young. And some of the things that happened is not what was done to us, but, but it's the trauma of what we did. Some of it is, some of the reasons why we struggle in our marriage is because, is because of what we did before we got married. I'm finna go ahead and teach now because y'all making me work. Some of us struggle in our relationships because of what happened to us in a previous relationship. So God has to put you in a situation to cause you to dream again. That's why one part of you is struggling, but the other part of you is believing. One part of me was depressed, but the other part was he was downloading new vision. One part of me was in a dark place, and the other part of me was in a bright place. That's the way God works. Trauma, here's another reason why people don't dream, pain. Here's another reason why people don't dream, other people. What other people say. Can I tell you something? Stop dumbing yourself down to fit in with people that's not qualified to speak to your purpose and to speak to your destiny. Ephesians 4, 3 and 20 says, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, and above all you can ask or think according to the power that works in you. Now unto him. He's talking in a duality. He's talking about who? Him who? Who he's talking about? He's talking about you and him. Now unto him. Now unto him, you and him. You have the spirit that lives on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit lives in you. He says, now unto him. Now unto you and him that's able to do exceedingly abundant and above all you can ask or think according to this power that works in you. See, you have the power in you. It's not out there. That's what he taught me. That's what he taught me. I'm so glad he did it. He said, it was not the devil that did this to you, it was me. He taught me when I was there that it's, some, it's power in me. See, the answers are in you. 
What God want to do to make your relationship greater, you, to make you wealthy, to make you happy, you can't find happiness in somebody else. You can't find happiness. You have to find happiness from within, and then you can be happy with somebody else. Until you learn how to be happy with yourself. I'm trying to preach in this mug. You will never be happy with somebody else. And when you're looking for happiness through other people and not from God, they always going to fail you. Some of you are looking, the greatest inventions that changed the world came out of the idea of somebody. Somebody laid down and God gave them a dream. He laid down. He says, Joseph, I want you to lay down. You're your father's favorite little son. But let me tell you something. Every one of your other brothers is going to have to serve you. And I'm going to do great things in your life. But before I do great things in your life, I got to take you through. Is there anybody in the building right now who's been wondering, God, why am I going through? Why am I in a dark place? I'm telling you, Joseph, if I could tell Joseph, I would say, Joseph, don't you be afraid. It's okay. Be in the pit. The pit never had permission to kill Joseph. It only had permission to delay him and get him ready to his purpose. Let me tell you something. Listen, every photographer knows, the real ones know. I'm not talking about iPhones. I'm talking about people who develop film. Film is developed. I wish I had somebody know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to tell you the greatest parts of you, God will develop it in the dark. Is there anybody wondering why other people are doing good and it seems like it won't work out for you? Look at your neighbor and tell them, you just being developed, baby. You just being developed. It's going to work out. It's going to grow. It's going to happen. It's going to change in your life. In my book, I wrote about what happened to your dreams. I detail out born to inspire. Why do bad things happen to good people? Have you ever asked that question? Because you were born to inspire. God calls you to do great things. Christine and I went to Africa a few years ago, and I'm such a person that loved excellence. I'll never forget that I was, we came back and I was on, the, on this property and I said, we've been gone for 10 days and I see this plant growing in the gutter. And man, I'm upset, I'm calling my guys, really Carlos, I'm about to go off, hey man, why in the world would y'all let a plant right on the front of the church grow in the gutter? God stopped me and said, I did it. Let me, he told me to be quiet. He said, let me teach you something. He says, that little seed, and some of you are that little seed in this room right now. See, that's why you got to quit looking at other people and what's happening in other people's life, and you got to be focused on the dream that God gave you. I want to ask you a question. What happened to your dream? That little seed has so much potential. It has so much energy, it has so much power, it has so much tenacity bundled in it. That little seed didn't get thrown in a garden. It didn't get, it didn't get planted in a flower pot, placed on the windowsill for somebody to sing to it. That little seed didn't get an opportunity like other people did, but that little seed was so serious about its purpose that even in a gutter it grew. What I'm trying to tell you, that is when you are excited enough and you are determined enough to be everything God called you to be, that dream that God gave you, if it don't scare the hell out of you, it didn't come from God. And if you got enough money to do it, it didn't come from God. And if you got enough pedigree to do it, it didn't come from God. And if you got enough friends to make it happen, that dream didn't come from God. If that dream don't wake you up in the middle of the night, it didn't come from God. If you can complete that dream in your lifetime, it didn't come from God. But if you got a dream that goes beyond what you've ever seen in your family, if you got a dream that goes beyond what you've ever experienced in your life, that's a dream that came from God. 
What I'm trying to tell you today is you can't quit on what God calls you to be. You can't give up on what God calls you to do. So oftentimes God will reveal your destiny through a dream. It was a dream about you that God revealed to me my purpose in life. God will energize your spirit and download new things to you through a dream. I quote rappers and I quote people like that so much because sometimes people in the world and rappers who you think not saved, they're closer to God than people in church. You know why? Because they're not inhibited by religion and tradition. They're not inhibited by the way things should be. They just go and invent and create. And God can, God can get things to them easier than us sometimes because we're so religious. Biggie said it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. And then he talked about all his excuses and reasons. <laughs> Some of you got too many excuses why you can't be happy. Too many excuses on why you can't make it. Well, I'm not perfect. Well, I got this problem. Well, I got this issue. Well, I've done this in my life. God don't care. Do you understand God's calibrated and calculated everything that you could ever do in your life and it don't catch God by surprise and it don't catch God off guard? Don't you know that he made you? Biggie said, I'm big, black, and ugly, but I'm coochie down to the socks. <laughs> Touch your neighbor real quick and ask him a question. Say, what happened to your dream? I need to close this thing. Here's a couple of reasons why people don't dream. You think it's too late. I came out of the depression. For two years I was depressed. It's kind of intimidating in a way for me to tell y'all, but I want to see people free so bad that, I'm, that I said I'll tell you. It's a little easier on the road when it's not your church. But I want some people to be free so bad because some of you are just coming back to church and, and just coming back to God. And I'm telling you, you're not by yourself. You're not the only person that go through hard things. But I'm telling you, you can make it through it. I'm telling you, and if you just put your hand in God's hand, he'll, he'll carry you through the darkness. And he'll carry you through the rough place. And when you come out, you're going to come out better. I said, God, I was depressed for two years. Do you know what two years is for a man like me? Do you know what I can do in two years? Do you know what I can do in two years' time? I said, God, I've wasted and lost two years of productivity. I've wasted and lost two years of being happy. I've wasted and lost two years of things. i wasted and lost two years of wealth that I could have built, two years of ministry that I could have built. i wasted and lost two years of opportunity. And I said, God, what am I going to do about the time? What, gonna, what am I going to do? Because when I was depressed, I feel like maybe I made mistakes. Maybe I, maybe I messed this up and maybe I didn't do this right. He says this. He says, Second Peter. He took me to Second Peter 3 and 8. He says, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends. One day to me is like a thousand years, and a thousand years to God is like one day. Everything that the locust devoured and the canker worm destroyed, he's going to redeem it to you. Don't you know I've been out for almost two years, and everything that God, that I didn't do in the last two years, God's given me double. What I want to tell you is God going to give you double and triple. Come on, for your trouble. Is there anybody in the building right now who believe that in this new season that you're going to walk in double, that you're going to walk in double, you need to read the story about the man that got that ran beside the chariot. And God said, I'm going to give you two and three steps for one. You got, I'm going to make you so swift that you're going to be, be able to run beside a chariot that's pulled by racehorses. I want you to understand, God's going to give you double for your trouble. Is there anybody listening to me today? Is there anybody hearing what I'm trying to tell you today? That for every day you lost, God, I'm trying to get excited for myself. God is going to pay you back. He is not like a man that he should lie. If God ever said it, 
he'll bring it to pass. Touch somebody close to you and tell him he's going to bring it to pass. Come on, touch somebody else and tell him he's going to bring it to pass. I got to close. I want to tell you, you need to jump. Some of you, you need to understand that you need to build your wings as you're falling. You need to jump and develop your wings as you're falling. Some of you are waiting for everything to be right. Parachutes are not designed to open in the plane. Parachutes are designed to open once you've jumped. And some of you, you can't, you want to tell God when it's going to open, but there's a certain altitude that after you jump that the parachute's designed to open in. What I'm trying to tell you is, I want to ask you a question, what are you waiting on? What happened to your dream? What happened to the thing God has called you to do? I'm giving you three things and I'm done. Three reasons why people don't dream. Number one, number one is fear. Write this down, fear. Fear is not real. Danger is real. I learned that if I don't jump because of what I think is going to happen, it'll paralyze me. Do you know, even statistically, most of the things you think is going to happen bad in your life is never going to happen. That's why the Bible says he didn't give us the spirit of fear. Fear is the enemy of faith. Fear is an enemy of faith, and then fear, watch this, is a friend of faith. Write this down. We got to hurry. Fear is an enemy of faith, but fear is also a friend of faith. It depends on how you use it. Growing up in church, I thought having fear meant I didn't trust God. No, fear is important. People that don't have fear are generally insane. So you use your fear. I use my fear to trust God. And not to doubt God. See, I'm afraid of staying here. I'm more afraid of staying here than I am going for my purpose. Fear. Fear is not real. Danger is. Here's the next reason why people don't dream and don't win. Lack of resources. Look at me. God requires us to have faith first. Provisions come after vision. God requires you to start the business and then he'll bless it. God requires us to sow the seed and then he'll, we reap a harvest. Provisions come after vision. I haven't been able to afford anything we've done, but I had the faith I jumped into it and then faith negotiated for me and brought what I needed into my life. Some of you won't move and I want to ask you, what happened to your dreams? You won't move because you don't have the money. But God says, I want you to move without the money in faith and then I'm going to give you the money. I'm going to give you the money because of faith. Faith is the money. Y'all better hear what I'm telling you. Come on, y'all. I know it's early. You got to catch this. Lack of resources. And then the final reason why people don't dream is hesitation. How many times have God given you a creative idea? You know, while we're doing things, we're growing again and things are booming again and everything I'm touching is working. But, but, because I've learned 
to stop hesitating. I was talking to some of my boys, some of my guys, some of my leaders from, a, from, from church this week. And I said, dog, listen, you're 30-some years old. It's time for you to get you a wife. <laughs> I said, boys, you're handsome, you're rich. It's time for y'all to get a wife because there's nothing that develops a man like a wife. I know y'all don't want to hear this. Y'all already looking like I'm lame, so I'm going to go ahead and finish. Good. I said, boys, there is nothing that develops the character and the, and the brilliance of a man like a woman. It's time to get you a wife. Oh, I know they don't preach like that no more, but there's something, there's something you'll always be missing in your manhood without committing to a woman. I know y'all don't want to. I know that's old school. I said, boys, I said, I said, boys, it's time. And so the rebuttal is, well, we got all these options and they got all these problems. I said, you just have to make a decision. See, you just got to find you a woman, look at her, <laughs> look at her, talk to her, study her, and then make a choice. See, see, all of these, all this hesitation, have you, how many times have you had a great idea and somebody else did it because you hesitated? Some of you missed the point about the wife, you'll get it later. The point is, you're going to miss a good woman playing around hesitating. You need to make a decision. Is she fine? Yeah. Is she smart? Yeah. Do she love Jesus? Yeah. Do you need her to cook? Yeah. Kind of three things you need. If they're yeah, marry you. And God will bless your choice. Some of you want God to tell you what to do. Start the business and God's gonna bless your choice. Make join the church. Stop looking for it to be perfect. Join the church and God's gonna bless your choice. Hesitation gets you killed. I gotta stop. I'm done. Father, thank you for the day. Thank you for the word. Thank you for the anointing. I pray that people will dream again like they've never dreamed before. I pray that you would do great things in their life like you've never done before. God, I thank you right now. I pray as the pastor, God, that you will stimulate dreams again, that you will cause people to believe you again. I pray that you will cause people to want you again. I pray that people will be in purpose again. I pray that you renew their strength and their faith in you. I pray that you renew their confidence in themselves. God, I pray for self-confidence. I pray for self-love. I pray for self-care in the name of Jesus. God, I pray for emotional healing right now. God, I pray, God, as they read the book, God, I pray that they, as they listen to this teaching, God, that you will begin to rejuvenate their spirit. I, devil, I come against every assignment that you have over their life, every assignment that you have over their family, every assignment that you have over their children. Devil, we stand in agreement that your plans are counseled and your plans won't work. God, we believe the Bible that no weapon that's formed against us shall be able to prosper. And we give you the glory, we give you the praise, in Jesus' name, somebody clap your hands and give God a praise in this place. Hey, thank you for listening. I know this message has blessed your life. For more information or to purchase more of these messages, go to anthonymurrayministries.com. Thank you so much.